Hello and welcome to Business Lines News Podcast. I am Nivedita Varadarajan. Today we have with us Manu Lavanya, the Director and Chief Operating Officer of Max Life Insurance. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. With the coronavirus outbreak, we have seen that many more people are now aware of insurance and taking insur- life insurance and health insurance. Uh, have you seen the same thing? Is there a general impact on the industry? Yes, uh, Nevita. So uh, let me let me uh, roll back the time to March when all of us really uh, experienced this 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 calamity together. And uh, as expected, uh, the first response in April, May, and June uh, from from consumers in general was there was a heightened need for protecting oneself. So in the month of April, May, and June, we did find that there was a much a significant interest uh, compared to historical levels uh, as far as need for term life ins- con- uh, insurance is concerned. Uh, we saw that uh, the customers uh, did have increased number of internet searches around uh, life insurance, the overall awareness, as you rightly said, around the feeling of being protected, right? Uh, that. Uh, definitely, definitely increased uh, as a result of um, the, the pandemic. Uh, as the pandemic progressed, uh, I would especially over the last quarter, people have seen um, the impact uh, now roll out uh, in a way that the recovery rates have improved, the overall infection rates have have, have they reduced. And that is also uh, then settling down the demand uh, overall for term insurance from an elevated level to a slightly slightly lower level. But overall, if I would summarize, um, the levels of protection awareness, the levels of uh, people feeling protected has definitely increased as a result of the pandemic. And now this also gets joined up by the fact that the protection penetration overall in, in India is still very low. It's, it's hardly 2.7% uh, in life. So uh, there's a lot of scope as well. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity. And the pandemic has definitely raised the overall awareness and the openness of consumers to really go for a life insurance product. A recent report by CAR Ratings noted that there was a 12% fall in first-year premiums between April and July this year. IRDA data also backs this up. In November, there was a 26.93% fall in first-year premiums. So how do we reconcile the interest of feeling safe and this actual hard proof that there's a fall in the number of first-year premiums? Great question, great question. See, uh, what has happened is that uh, this year has been a very different year in terms of people, uh, first of all, collectability, right? Uh, When you look at um, the first-year premiums, there has been a significant impact, I would say, only in the last couple of months. Holiday seasons, a, a a lot of people, for example, delayed some of those purchases they delayed um, their their financial commitments because uh, you know uh, there was a lot of a lot of i would say wave two of of, of covid in the last couple of months uh, i think there's been a definitely an overall improvement in the impact because i'll just give an example from max life perspective uh, we uh, we were actually almost down uh, 13 to 14% in the first quarter of this year, right? As far as the overall premiums are concerned. And that number has actually now become plus 7% YTD uh, vis-a-vis last, uh, last quarter, right? And we continue to see that improvement. So, so have, have players done well in this, in this, in this uh, scenario? Absolutely, yes. 
right uh, our market share it mm-hmm. saw about almost uh, 200 to 300 basis points increase just in the last uh, two quarters right so mm-hmm. i would i would say while the overall industry uh, some of the large players established players have seen a challenge but there are players around uh, who, have, who have been able to drive that growth uh, irrespective of uh, the effect of the pandemic so uh, one of the effects of pandemic is that we couldn't go out and do anything we were in lockdown so you had to scale up your digitalization what did you do in max life to scale up your digitalization efforts the moment the nation went into a lockdown uh, insurance if you see the model is a very person to person selling model right it's a it's a it's a very trust based product and the first challenge for us was how to prevent the dist- the business from getting disrupted right now now digital journey has been there at max life for last you know 6 to 7 years it's not that digital journey was new to us right the question the pandemic only accelerated a lot of that decision right a, a lot of that program uh the first thing on on the order when the pandemic came in was to make sure how do we convert this in person interaction to really a digital interaction so that uh, i can keep my customers safe i can keep my 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 sales forces safe right uh, without the need to really meet in person so we had this completely a digital outreach uh, every single sale pretty much 100% of our sales in the first quarter of this year uh, post pandemic happening on a digital platform right so that that that's one piece of digital impact which is the onboarding the second piece of challenge uh, nevita was that once you onboard the customer now there, there is a sensitivity around going for medical tests so there is a sensitivity around uh, um, you know uh, people going to homes for blood tests for for especially for term insurance right then we had to figure out alternative ways of uh, of underwriting uh, some uh, that customer base right uh, so we are what we did was we actually increased mm-hmm. the overall uh, what we call as tele mr or over the telephone Uh, where an insurance expert and uh, writing expert uh, and doctor would actually speak to a customer and they would actually get the information without the customer uh, having the need to go for an in-person medical in a facility right there was also a big transformation nevita that was required from uh, from servicing the customers because it's not just about acquiring new customers it's also about how effectively we are able to service the existing customers in the corona days and it gives me immense pride to tell you that uh, we were actually one of the earliest to bring up all our service centers all our operation centers uh, in pandemic in fact within a week's time we had uh, pretty much all our customer service response centers open and and, and responding to customer queries right uh, there is a significant amount of digi- digitalization that has been done in making sure that our customers can self service them themselves from the safety of their home Uh, we opened up new channels uh, of servicing we opened up uh, whatsapp based channels we opened up uh, bot based channels collecting all the documents digitally servicing all the queries digitally so that they don't have to take a risk and go to the branch and ask for servicing right so that was a, a big change that happened in the servicing front in parallel we also accelerated some of our long term programs about driving intelligence in for example risk management See in, in Corona days, uh, if you are not able to meet the uh, the life assured uh, in person, we still have to manage the risk, right? Of of onboarding um, the right life, right? Uh, from from a from an underwriting perspective, 
So we 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 have now embarked on a journey uh, in these Corona days for for surrogates. For example, is there a blood test that can be used as a surrogate for uh, for TMT? So a lot of that innovation got um, accelerated as a result of COVID. And finally, then there's a question of promise as well, right? If, if an unfortunate event happens or there's a maturity that happens uh, in some of our customer investments, how quickly are we able to enable our customers to go ahead and then get the benefit or, or, or deliver the promise? So a lot of effort has was, was spent around making sure that every single document that is required from the customer for us to deliver the promise is digital, right? Today, it gives me great, great, great pleasure to tell you that almost all doc collection, almost all interaction in terms of being able to service our customers, being able to process the claims uh, is digital. So uh, when we talk about digitalization, there's one casualty, the agent, the middleman. What happened to the middleman when you, when you go fully online? What happened to the middleman? Yeah. How did you help them out? Great question, Evita. And typically, uh, see, insurance is uh, uniquely an industry and especially backslide where we have committed to a large part of our strategy to growing up proprietary channel, right? Uh, it's a very conscious choice and a very conscious commitment for us to give a great customer obsession experience uh, to our customers, right? So not only, not only did we have to make sure that our interactions with the customers are digital, but also the question of, uh, how do we train our agents to become more digital, right? Because uh, technology had to then help them uh, as well to be able to interact. How do they get the business cases of their products uh, more seamlessly in front of the customers? How do they get access to content? Uh, how do they get access uh, to to specific uh, help uh, queries, items that they need to get answered for them to make the right presentation and sale to the customers? How do they get the the benefits uh, illustrations seamlessly to their customers on digital platforms so there was a significant amount of effort that was spent on the agent experience as well uh, in fact uh, the the entire shift of sales within a month from a physical channel to a 100% digital channel would not have been possible without these investments that went into enabling our agents a lot of work went around uh, also agent recruitment because uh, recruitment uh, also got impacted because of COVID, right? And um, IDI actually suspended those tests, uh, in-person tests that we need for agent certification for quite some time. Uh, we actually used that opportunity to actually drive more digital uh, ability around even recruitment and selection of our, of our agents. We even came up with new cohorts of personas or what sort of agents, what sort of experience, comfort with technology, uh, digital means. Uh, how would that play into, um, you know, even our training and our and our recruitment processes? Even can I ask you a little bit about the cost to acquire a customer in a digital world compared to physical interaction? What's the difference? Is there a difference? It's too early, Nevita, for me to for me to say that there will be a significant difference because. See, the model, when I compare a B2C model with a B2B model, right, there's a classic difference in the two channels, right? A customer acquired through my e-commerce platform, for example, through my through my through a through a direct D2C sort of a platform, yes, the cost will definitely lower and hence the products are priced accordingly as well, right? But but if I look at digital enablement of my physical model, right, the agency model, 
I do believe that the future is not purely digital. Insurance is still a very much a belief-based product, right? It requires significant human interaction. It requires significant belief and a significant comfort that the person who's making this promise to me that 15, 20 years later, when the asset matures or when you know un anything untoward happens, then uh, somebody will be there to meet the promise, right? Um, the end state will be digital, what I call a, a mix of physical and digital, right? Which means that, uh, yes, from a cost of operations and efficiency perspective, digital is, will, is going to have a significant impact, for sure, right? But will it completely eliminate the physical model? Uh, I don't believe so. Uh, so talk to us about the Mark's Life Innovation Hub, which is your uh, InsureTech Accelerator. What is the idea behind the project? All the innovation that is required, especially in today's era where technology, digital tools, assets are evolving at a pace that is unheard of. And hence, the question is that what is the right model for accelerating adoption of that quote-unquote new age digital thinking into our business solutions, into our business processes? And there are two ways of doing it. One is we do it in an organic way where we go and hire every single skill required. We build our own thinking. We build our own mindsets. We build our own strategy and start building everything in-house. I believe that that model is not the most effective model as far as driving digital innovation is concerned uh, because the capability of digital is so distributed in the industry that you have niche players, specific players, irrespective of the size, irrespective of how much revenue they make, you have players who have built very, very niche capabilities. And uh, the idea of Max Innovation Labs was really to accelerate the adoption of those capabilities into a full-scale business environment in an accelerated manner. The ecosystem approach towards InsureTech innovation is probably the right approach. We will not be able to innovate on every single dimension internally. The whole idea was to drive that differentiated thinking, but to make the time to market of that idea much more quicker. And hence, the birth of Max Life Innovation Labs. In the last round, you helped seven startups from a varied background. What did you learn from, how did they help you and what did you learn from them? So, so in the last year, uh, there were multiple areas across which we had the seven, um, the seven startups, right? Um, they varied from video personalization, driving more intelligent underwriting through multiple use cases around uh, you know leveraging of data and analytics for uh, let's say agent effectiveness um, there were um, there were projects around the whole idea of a digital training as well or uh, field force enablement and training we really found value in uh, in all the seven cases very frankly somewhere um, the concept was directly you know successful and we were able to scale it up adopt it for example personalized videos right um for the whole idea of of uh, doing a benefit illustration or a point of sales verification uh, through a personalized video which has all the details of the policy the life assured uh, the details so it's a great interactive video based way of doing the same activity of uh, verification right and for confirmation uh, we also had some very good learning from some of our um, analytics uh, POCs where 
Now, although the POCs didn't scale up uh, or uh, they're yet to scale up, but they gave us enough learning and enough insights on how do you apply, for example, uh, machine learning and come up with risk scoring models for underwriting so that the mind writing becomes more effective, it becomes more um, more automated. So um, we, we, we had a mix. We had, we had some that we could scale. We had some where uh, we couldn't scale, but the learning was great for us to fine tune and then really to start driving uh, that concept more deliberately and more and, and, and more effectively within the organization. Right? The startups gained tremendously as well because, because they were not then able to really prove the use case on uh, real data. In my view, it was really a win-win, um, irrespective of how many uh, ideas got scaled in the post-POC scenario to an enterprise level. You recently started the second edition of the MaxLive Innovation Hub. What do you want to focus on this time around? See, in the, in the second version of startup, um, we are looking at um, multiple streams of capability right and uh, people who are um, for example let me let, let me give you the seven or eight uh, uh, themes that we have actually gone about defining for the phase you know second version of this program for example how do you develop smart customer profiles the ability to generate insights from all our customer medical financial documents external sources so the entire entire building of the customer 360 degree right very specific to medical and financial health of a person, right? So this is everything to do with analytics. Everything to do with, uh, you know, augmented reality or virtual reality. How do you create a digital twin of a customer, right? And 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 you try to forecast how, how you do customer engagement, how do you marketing to the digital twin, what are the personas, how would they respond? That's another area. Uh, we are doing a lot of lot of work around data acquisition, around um, more and more intelligent data acquisition for our customers. And and today, uh, if you see the world of insurance, the end state of insurance, in my view, is, is a place where we are able to seamlessly integrate enterprise data, personal data, wearables, right, uh, personal health data. All these have to come together for the right decision making for our customers, right, and. Uh, Hence, data acquisition plays an important role. So that's another big area uh, on, on people who are dealing with large, you know, data stacks for both for analytics and uh, you know, AI or machine learning purposes. And that is a big focus. Health and wellness is a great focus as well, where we're trying to see how do we enhance our offering to our customers uh, by integrating an insurance offer, uh, offering. With really a wellness program, with really a you know health and wellness program, that where not only we we actually provide promise to the customers to to um, for protection, but also to make sure that we actively work with them so that they remain healthy. Uh, also, we are working on ideas like trust-based networks, blockchain for validation of consumer information, right? Because um, in our business. Uh, verification um, is, is a big part and is there is there is there an ability where we are able to create trust-based networks where we can really simplify the claims process the onboarding process policy issuance across the board you know there's an applicability of a trust-based blockchain-based network where uh, we don't have to go and you know if somebody else has verified um, 
a life, for example, then we don't have to do it again, again, again as, a, as an industry. So those are the areas, uh, themes where we are looking at the startup programs to really help us drive new ideas, new capability, accelerate our thinking in that area, right? And truly find those use cases where we can take some of these use cases to an enterprise level. Now that we're inching closer to the end of the pandemic, what can we expect from the insurance sector? I will not be as hasty to say that, you know, um, it's an end. Uh, there is still a lot to be, yes, there is a lot of positive hope, especially with the vaccines coming in. But it, it, it will stick, still take, I would say, a good maybe eight to nine months for uh, the vaccines to reach everybody, right? Now, given that, the norms of social distancing, the norms of of social interaction uh, are still going to stay the way they are for quite some time. The biggest hope that we have as Max Life is that whatever digital initiatives that we have taken because of pandemic actually become a permanent muscle. And I, I actually expect that th- that particular uh, learning will be there for the entire insurance sector. You will see the sector becoming far, far more digital. The, the insurance sector in India has not been a front runner as an industry in uh, for digital adoption as compared to let's say you know high tech or bfsi or bfs or some of those some industries where uh, the digital journey started uh, a bit earlier right but the industry is catching up very very rapidly uh, what will definitely happen as a result of pandemic is every firm every every insurance firm will really invest heavily in making sure that they underwrite the right life, making sure that the mortality management, you know, works exactly in line with with how it is forecasted, making sure that we are able to get a customer life's data uh, as comprehensively as possible, making sure that our ways of serving our customers becomes more and more digital as well. So, these secular trends, changes that the pandemic accelerated, in my view, are really are really here to stay. Finally, sir, what is the business outlook for Max Life Insurance in the coming year? I think this year we uh, Max Life was able to really differentiate significantly from the competition. Right, um, very much evident in the fact that we uh, gained market share. Right, and during these last two quarters. We we are right now at a growth of I think plus seven percent, while the overall private industry is at minus fifteen percent. So definitely, we've been able to come together in these difficult times and deliver a very very differentiated performance. Going forward, uh, one we hence find ourselves in a slightly better place to scale this differentiation. We are deeply committed to making the digital transformation journeys. In fact. Uh, uh, in all the executive decision making, it is very, very, um, uh, it is very, very clear that there is a drive to drive, you know, to 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 really, really prioritize long-term digital transformation because there is a very strong belief in MaxLife that the true differentiation is with data. The true differentiation is in customer obsession, driven through technology, driven through digital interventions. So that agenda is being pursued very, very aggressively at MaxLife. The, the, the other part in MaxLife is that our commitment towards growing our proprietary channel continues with even increased fervor, 
right? And so you will see a lot of transformation, both digital and otherwise, and process happening in our agencies where we are trying to make sure that we come out at the other end of this pandemic as Max Life with, with an agency model that, that really is industry leading. Finally, one big transformation that is happening in Max Life is also talent. See, from a digital transformation dream does not happen without the right talent, without the right commitment to, the, to digital talent, uh, the culture, the mindset. Digital is not just uh, technology, it's also the mindset. And I, I can very clearly see in Max Life how the whole company is pivoting around this idea that we have to build a very modern, a very digitally oriented mindset in the organization. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Navita. Thank you so much. That was Manu Lavanya, Director and Chief Operations Officer, Max Life Insurance, speaking to us about how the coronavirus pandemic impacted the insurance sector as a whole and how Max Life Insurance scaled up its digital presence to combat the effects of the pandemic. For all the latest news and updates, log on to the hindubusinessline.com. Thank you.